Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. My name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful, but a little bit under the weather wife, <laughs> Patty. Hey, guys. <laughs> You'll have to bear with us. We both are. I'm getting over a cold, and Patty is like full-fledged into quite a cold, we'll yeah. say. So please excuse my voice. It might I might be quieter and more nasally than normal. <laughs> but... Alas, we are here. We are happy to be here, and we weren't going to let a couple of colds stop us from busting out a good podcast for you guys, because we have a topic that we came up with yesterday, I believe, that we feel pretty passionate about, and that is this. We are going to share the fastest way to shift out of, uh, in quotations, funk state. You all know what I mean by that. If If you watch this, or listen to this, rather and you're going through an awakening, then you're, I'm sure, very familiar with ups and downs of of an extreme nature. Hmm. Sometimes we feel very connected and and in tune with our greatest self, and we feel great, wonderful. Other times it can be the polar opposite, which is what I'm referring to with the funk state, where due to the fact that we're all still transitioning and going through a purge, an energetic purge, purge and ascension so to speak there are times where we are purging where old energies are making their way out of our system and they can come at any time any day doesn't matter if it's a holiday like was the case for patty and i (laughs) the funk can come whenever (laughs) and a lot of people reach out to me like vic i I don't know what's going on man I, i was feeling great. I follow my purpose and things are, you know, I was happy yesterday and all of a sudden I'm in this really negative, you know, fearful, angry, depressed, sort of bluesy state. Well, how do I shift out of it? So that's what this episode is going to be about. So briefly, I'll go ahead and kind of let you guys know um, what what I'll give an example of a funk state that I was just in. And again, I still get into these quite sometimes. Um, So a few days ago, it was my best friend Aaron Dowdy's birthday, and I was excited. And I, you know, we were going to spend the day together and hang out and go to the gym, work out. We were going to go to lunch and all that good stuff. But I was in a funk, man. I was in a really just a negative space, and I felt really bad because he was excited. It was his birthday. <laughs> we were at the gym. He's like, "Hey, what's up, Vic? How you doing, man?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I don't want to be a downer." But it was I was doing my absolute best to not be a downer, but I he could pick up on it. Almost any time we were discussing something, it was difficult for me to not have some kind of negative spin on it. And I was catching myself like, man, I even kept saying, dude, I realize I'm being so negative right now and I, I just can't help it. And I feel I felt bad. My point is I had no control over it. I was unable to shift out of this funk state and it was at a very inopportune time when I really felt like I wanted to be in a good mood to sort of celebrate with my buddy, but the, the funk was there. So you said you wanted to share a, a previous funk state of yours, love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, okay, so you just got back from Costa Rica and when you were there, of course, Things were triggered inside me because, you know, I'm alone here. Even though I had my friend, she was staying with me. um, And it was so helpful to have her here um, because it did kind of help keep it, my funk state at somewhat a bay a little bit. But um, yeah, when you came back, she was gone. And so then my funk state got more intensified. And um, 
I don't know if I want to get into like full details of like what it was. Do you, I mean, well, you said last night you'd share some example of a funk state and I think you should, Well, whether okay. it's this one or another one. All right. See, you know what's funny? She never. I'd write a bunch of notes, and she's like, "I don't have to write anything down." And I always well, think because, she should. <clears throat> because this is very personal to me, and it's something that I don't know if I'm feeling ready to share. And don't. But I'm, I will. You because, can reflect on a former funk state <clears throat> of some kind, I imagine. No, this that's this is fine. The, just you being gone triggered a bunch of old insecurities inside me, um, and. It happened the last time you went to Costa Rica. So when you went this time, I thought, well, for sure that's not going to happen. But of course it did Mm -hmm. um, because those things were emotions that needed to be released. Um, And I'm sure they'll probably come back again, just hopefully to a much lesser degree. Um, well, describe like, what was the funk state like? How did it affect your so, day and, and that kind of thing? Okay. So for me, um, I was feeling extremely depressed and irritable and almost like suicidal at times just because I felt in such a dark place and it, felt like it was never going to end because it, I'd like wake up and I'd be like, okay, today's a new day. Let's hopefully it's gone. And then nope, it'd be like even worse the next day, you know? Right. So for me, it was like coming out more like in uh, depression and, and I don't want to say anxiety, more like depression. Okay. And, uh, but it was really insecurities that were right being right. released. So that's a, a separate little thing <laughs> I just hint at not hint at, but like touch on briefly before I move into the sort of the meat of this podcast is that a lot of times that is the case. Like last, last year I went to Costa Rica and you dealt with some, you know, me and her for the record, we are rarely apart ever. So it's a big deal for us to be apart for a whole week. Yeah. Um, so she went through a lot of stuff, you know, insecurities and so forth as last two years ago. And a lot of times is the case was what, why I'm talking about this now is that, there are many layers to a single issue. So this year had come around and the same circumstance triggered, not the stuff that she already dealt with because she did deal with that stuff and it was successful, but there are other layers. So sometimes people can get kind of thrown off guard when they're going through an issue they thought they dealt with. Right, the same thing. And that's, I think, why it lasted so long for me is because I was like, well, I already dealt with all this. So I kind of like was like, well, what is it now, you know? It can't yeah. be what, what I think it is. No, of course not, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that'll, be, that'll come into play later, I yeah. think, when we talk about like how to shift out of it. Yeah. So me and her shared those recent stories just to show you guys that we are not beyond the, the funk states. They come, and we're going to share with you like how we deal with them, okay? So <clears throat> I wrote down a few key points here. Number one is a lot of times you don't really have to deal with it. You don't have to figure it out. It's just a purge. And I have a good analogy of what I mean by that. So as many of you know, if you've been following me closely, especially on Instagram, um, I was recently in Costa Rica, as Patty just mentioned, but what I was doing there was taking part in some ayahuasca ceremonies. There was four nights in a row. And the fourth night is uh, it's a different blend each night. The fourth night was this stuff called yahe. It's a real masculine, like tougher blend that initiates. It's very purgative. So 
if you don't know, a lot of times on ayahuasca, people throw up and, and other yeah. forms of purging the as a means ayahuasca of... Ayahuasca is also called la purga because it's called, you know known as a purgative. Yeah. In fact, some of the mm-hmm. some like the indigenous people, they don't call it a ayahuasca. an experience. They call uh-huh. it a purge. Oh, yeah. you're, you're going to do a purge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the point is that... So it's a very purgative night, the fourth night. So essentially what happens, a lot of people, they drink the medicine and they start throwing up. They start going to the bathroom like 17 times. They start laughing. They start crying. So it just kicks up all this stuff, basically. It's a, it's a purge. And getting sick in a bucket, it's it's not fun. It's it's like sort of a funk state making its way out of you. Yeah. Um, and with this stuff, at least for me, this fourth night, I was going through the same type of purging like experience but there was no lessons there was nothing for me to figure out i was just experiencing a release mm-hmm. and the release and getting sick it's not fun the funk states are not fun and you know sometimes as we'll get into there there's lessons there we're not getting so they remain but a lot of times it's just a purge you everyone listening is going through a spiritual awakening an ascension of their vibrational frequency and especially when things kind of climax and get to a, a high note, like during any of the moon cycles or eclipses or anything like that, sometimes we go through a purge. And the way it's experienced is, oh, I'm in a funk state. What have I done wrong? It's a problem. A lot of the people at the ayahuasca circle, they were like, oh, I had such a bad night. But me, I was thrown up. I was going number two like seven, 700 times. And, you know, <laughs> we were, there's lines outside the door. But I didn't see it as a bad night even though it sucked, even though it was a funk state, because every time I released, I felt better. Yeah. I felt lighter. I could feel like, wow, this really is a cleanse. So your fleeting funk state that may have come out of left field, maybe have dampered your day at the parade, it doesn't matter because what's coming is going. It's funkiness working its way out of your system rather than remaining unconscious within your being and affecting your choices, your thinking, your life on all levels. So sometimes it's a matter of just waiting it out. Like during the fourth night of the ceremony, I just chilled there. I just laid down there on my back in the corpse pose and, and said yes to the purge. I just allowed it. And therefore, at the end of the night, I felt amazing. Good. Do you have anything to share, love, or? Um, sure, I get, yeah. Um, in one of my most recent purges during a ceremony, at the end, I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> because you do feel so much better once it's gone. You know, whatever is in you that's gone. You know, it's like, like you said, a big weight lifted off your shoulders in a sense, even though it might be uncomfortable at times. It is. Once it's over, it's over and, and you can move forward. Right. And I'm sure everyone listening can relate to this, not even with ayahuasca, but just right. like having, I'm sure this is not your first funk state if you're right. in one now. Yes. And just remember, how did you feel after when you came out of it? Right. More deeply connected. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, but I know a lot of people, they, they they get into this sort of investigator mode sometimes with the funk state. Like, what's the meaning of this? What's the problem? What do I do? How yeah. do I get out of it? How do I? And it becomes this like like you could do all that. And it's gonna go away anyway. And, but sometimes it's just about like writing it out. Yeah, I think for me, like one one of the things that helps is like it it makes it more challenging dealing with the funk state 
having the kids around, but it also helps because it keeps me busy. So like I'm constantly doing stuff so I can, if it is just a a purge uh, of emotions that need to just kind of run its course, it's helpful to stay busy and like be doing things even if you don't want to be. Because if you're like, like I love how you said, I just said yes to, you know, Mm -hmm. said yes to the purge. Like I love that because it's like everything that you do, if you say yes to it, it's much easier and much more fluid in life. Right, exactly. <clears throat> am I yeah. loud? Am I speaking loud enough? No, you're good. You're good, okay. I'm sure, yeah. <coughs> so, number two <clears throat> is sometimes there is something to learn. It's, <laughs> it's a contradiction because it really just depends. Sometimes um, <clears throat> sometimes there's a lesson you're not getting or, or a misaligned belief, an out-of-alignment belief that it's time in your soul's journey to transcend. And as a way of highlighting the, that fact, You'll go into a funk state where, you know, complications in your life, you know, challenging emotions, heavy emotions, you know, depression, etc. So if this is something you suspect is the case, then here's a few questions you can ask yourself that me and Patty came up with last night that can help you much more quickly pinpoint like what is attempting to reveal itself to me that I'm just not getting yet. So number one is I always ask myself, when is the first time I can remember feeling this way now the earlier you can go back the better a lot of these these current funk states stem from uh you know emotional responses that we didn't really see all the way through at a very young age so i'll kind of give a little bit of a context so this this person i was talking to over the last week nubia she was saying she was kind of like struggling with something very similar. And I told her, I, I told her to ask herself this question. She says, you know what, Vic, I do, but I only go back to high school. And she's like 19 years old, so it's not very far. Mm-hmm. I said, good, you're, you're making progress, but go back further. Try to see when did you feel that before when you were a little child? Because a lot of times, once you can go back to that moment when you were a little child and you can you remember why you felt that emotion, oftentimes you can see that, that you sort of didn't really resolve the situation or you clenched up in the face of maybe something challenging and drew some kind of misaligned conclusion or some kind of illogical conclusion which would perpetuate this emotional cycle. My point is going back really far into your childhood can oftentimes give you the clarity and the release you need. So yeah. that's oftentimes just a, a simple way of directing your consciousness is by saying, hey, Victor, when is the first time you can remember feeling this way? And a lot of times I'll just sit with myself after doing that and I'll have a, sometimes a memory will pop in my head or even if I don't get any information, I'll start seeing synchronicities in my life that will sort of help me uncover it. Some, um, one thing I wanted to add is that like, because we were talking about that specific thing and how like she can only remember back for high school and that's okay too. Like for me, sometimes that's as far back as I can remember too, though it's been quite a bit longer than for her, but you know, um, that's okay. And what I'll do is I'll go, I'll dive deep into that, to, into that, uh, memory that comes up, even if it's not that long ago. And then sometimes that triggers like another memory to come up that goes a little deeper than that. And then I'll just go into that one. And and then eventually I can actually come up with something from a younger childhood uh, memory. So it, it does, even if you can't go back super, super far in your memories, 
you might be able to just by diving deeper into, you know, what the first memory that comes up. Yeah. And honestly, that's how it works for me. A lot of times I'm not able to always just zip back to my childhood. Yeah. Many times it's, it's like you said, getting whatever does come <laughs> up and then going into that fully and like, okay, let's, let's re-experience it. Let's, let's focus yeah. on this. And then from that, there's like another clue or another memory or another insight or another synchronicity. And it's like this, like following the trail of breadcrumbs to the source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I sometimes like people don't give themselves this effort. They don't put this time of time or energy into it. And they just sort of toil on the surface with their, with their anger mm-hmm. or with the, the surface level right, current yeah. manifestation when it's like you can keep playing within this current circumstance, but and, you're not really getting the hint. Right. And this is just going to come back again. Right. Yes, exactly. In some other form. But but sometimes that's what people need to really release. If it's like a, something that's really deep-rooted, you know, in their being that they've sort of absorbed, like, as a young, young, young child, then sometimes that's what they need to be able to release that. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two. Wait, we just did number two, I thought. No, that was number one. I thought you said number two. This okay. is like 2A or 2B. Two we're B. on now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'll sometimes literally just ask myself. I wrote down, I'll literally ask my higher self. You can use inner, you can use higher self interchangeably with inner being, inner self, spirit, intuition, whatever. Um, I'll just ask, what does this represent? What does this um, emotion, this state of being, this experience, what is, what is this uh, like a metaphor of? What does it stem from? Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of times it's just directing your, your focal point of intent into a wise direction like what's the source of this um so it's just like uh going back to another ayahuasca analogy a lot of times the shamans will tell you that i've heard this on more than one occasion after you throw up in the bucket after you purge ask yourself Mm. what does that represent and every time i've purged i've had it's always been like a a very clear verbal like like audible sort of mm-hmm. like download of like it. exactly what it is. But many people, they don't use their focus that way. They focus on, oh, I just threw up. It's so yucky. Oh my goodness. Right. Oh man, I feel like sick. Oh my God, I have a headache now. No, like you look deeper yeah. and ask your, is ask your intuition. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me for like, and bought a Skype session with me and laid out their problems and they'll say, and they'll lay it out to me and they'll, and they'll like, as if like, I'm going to help them. And I always say, what do you think this means? And you could tell oftentimes the response, they've never, they've never bothered to ask themselves right. what is, and they, they always can say, yeah, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it has to do with when I was younger and, and, and they'll go on. Like they could just spit out the answer as it's, it's always been there, but they've never bothered to ask. So <laughs> these things are kind of simple, but I found that a lot of people don't do this, but right. me and Patty do and have been for a long time, but we can, we can shift out of these funk states much faster because we ask the right questions. <laughs> yeah. Anything? Uh, I feel like we already kind of discussed. Yeah, we, you already said your piece in uh, in two A, huh? I said my piece in two A. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, number three, and this is Patty's idea. You can just tell him you were talking about identifying the emotion. Yeah. Um, what really helps me the most is trying to f- identify what exactly it is that I'm feeling. Like I'll come out and. I, like, uh, like I said, I was feeling depressed, but where did the depression come from? 
So then I, I kind of asked myself, like, what does this mean? What is coming out in depression? Like, and so then it was like, well, you're feeling, um, you know, insecure, you're feeling needy, you're feeling this way or that way. And, um, and that's, that's, I just try to identify what exactly it is. So that way I can dive into, okay, well then now why am I feeling this way? What is causing me to feel insecure or needy or whatever? Yeah. So like pinpointing the, the, the correct root emotion is helpful. Like I wrote down a few different here. So sometimes we're really mad. What is anger? I'm so mad. I can't believe this person said this. A lot of times that's fear. Anger is actually fear. Exactly. So there's anger at the very top and most people will dwell there. Then it's like, what am I angry about? Well, I'm afraid of Mm -hmm. a certain potential outcome or something. And where's that fear come from? Well, the fear comes from an insecurity. Where's that insecurity come from? Well, when I was three, blah, it's blah, a, blah. Yeah, it's a, lack of, it's a lack of self-worth. I don't believe I can do it. So now we're getting somewhere. Right. But that's the point. You want to really just sort of have this mental dialogue with yourself. And sometimes it's just a few minutes of sort of inquiring within, and you can get much more clarity. And I'll give, I wrote down a thing here. Let me see. So my recent funk state, even though I sensed, so my recent funk state, I sensed it was one of those things that was just sort of coming out and process, processing out, but I still was sort of curious. So I kind of went through these different steps in my own way, kind of, you know, I don't always just take time to meditate. It just like in the car ride and just in my yeah. thoughts and stuff. And I was like inquiring, what, what does this represent? And I started getting synchronicities that it had to do with my dad. And like, uh, it was like an insecurity thing for me. And it's like a self-worth actually. And, and then I, the, someone was in the sauna and they were saying like, oh yeah, my dad died when I was in fifth grade. And my dad didn't die when I was in fifth grade, but my dad's, my grandfather did when my dad was very young. He so was I, 11, I think 11. Yeah. Well, it affected his, it affected right. his childhood uh, yeah. quite a bit. Um, so it was like that, it, that's how deep it went. But I, because I had that intention, even though in kind of a loose way, my, my intuition started to reveal to me the true cause of it. And then consequently, my funk state lasted like a day and a half. It wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But, so we're done with two A, B, and C. Now, number three is the most important thing, this is what I tell so many people that reach out to me, is to allow the state to be there. So many people, they, they are at odds with what is in the moment, in themselves, their funk state, and they, they desperately try to shift. Well, I got, I got a Reiki session. I did all these chakra meditations. I've tried positive thinking and got so mad because it was so impossible to do. <laughs> and here I go. So what's wrong? How, how do I shift? A lot of times it's like, this reminds me exactly of people who are new to the ayahuasca experience. A lot of people who are new, they get caught in these loops where there's a a challenging sort of scene unfolding for them, a lesson, but they're pushing on it. So they're at this stasis where they're pushing and the ayahuasca is pushing and then they're caught in this sort of loop of where they can't progress. So many people I talk to get into this space within their awakening, within their own, their own, uh, their own unfoldment and their own purging. They are pushing against it and they're pushing against it with, with, and it can be confusing. They're pushing against it with rational ideas of, well, I'm trying to shift it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to clear it. Yeah. I'm trying to ignore it. I'm trying to do this. Mm-hmm. And all that's trying to happen is it's trying to just play out for you. Right. And many times the fastest way to shift 
out of a funk state is to allow yourself to feel it. Mm -hmm. And then many times, once you just all say, okay, what's the deal? <gasps> oh, that's it? That's this whole premise here? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's gone. Once we allow it. So if you find yourself resisting the funk state, then your best bet is to just allow it. And you might be just amazed at how fast it can process, how quickly you can purge, how insightful you can be. And, and and that's like the name of the game when it comes to shifting the old funk states. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like that. Would you say you've gotten better at allowing the funk state more so than <coughs> in the past? Excuse me. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I, I remember being younger and like having these funk states and feeling like, God, I'm just a depressed case, you know, and like, yeah. why do I feel this way? And, and I've, I've, would feel like it would last for a very long time, like even like a month. Yeah. You know? Um, and now it's a few days or at the most and maybe that's a, a long week. One. A week right. is a long one. But but I I'm able to like come out. Like if it's something that I'm not releasing right away, um that I'm able to kind of come out of it. Like it's not like I'm gonna funk the whole week. I'll have bouts of um clarity if you will, <laughs> throughout that time now, right. whereas before I would not at all. Um, and do you want me to like share about some of the things that I it's do that help when it's in a long funk state or no? It, it's up to you. Okay. Um, we just talked about, cause sometimes there's the, when you're in a funk state and you're trying to like come out of it, it's hard to, um, to, to, to deal with it, to, to, to bring yourself to a point where you can actually focus on healing and, and getting rid of the emotion. So like sometimes I'll just like work out or I'll, um, sit with some sage and like do some rapé and like kind of try to shift my, my, um, focus from being in a negative state, just even into just a neutral state. You know, I don't have to like try to shift myself completely out of it because sometimes that's just not possible and that's okay. But um, it is helpful to do things that are active because it just naturally puts you in a better um, state. And then for me, that helps bring things to more clarity. Yeah, I agree. See, I, I, that's like a different intention of using them. And, and I think in a more positive way where a lot of people, again, they'll use those same activities to like get rid of it. Where mm -hmm. you're using it as a way to kind of cope with it and be as neutral and present as possible. Right. So I can actually figure out what exactly it is. Because sometimes yeah. my mind, I'm, I'm not normally in my head a lot, but when I get into a funk state, I super, super am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and in the past, I think we would use like, you know, alcohol and right. yeah. smoke weed yeah. and, and that kind of stuff to escape. as sort of an unhealthy mm -hmm. coping escape. yeah, yeah. Escape where, mechanism right? yeah exactly like yoga meditation we're not doing that all the time to shift out of it and make it go away but it helps us stay neutral and therefore not succumb to like you know consequential behaviors and right. that'll also help it like work its way through as, as quick as possible right yes yeah yeah so anyways i think we've covered a lot about the funk state i hope you guys are doing well, and we will talk to you next week. Have an amazing day. Namaste. Namaste.